Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is going well. Um, again, I have really, really nothing to... I don't really have an agenda for what I want to talk about today, but I'm just going to allow... I've been doing free flow for you know, a pretty long time and... God just seems to be showing up. So, you know what? I guess let's just go with the flow, you know. <laughs> you know, anyways. So, um, I think I like where we're coming to. I don't know whether it's the elections in Nigeria or what. I don't know. But there is a calmness that seems to have taken over our political space. Even though... They are still actually actually it's, it's, it's an uneasy quiet. Let me not call this a calmness because I realize that there's still a lot of things that are unresolved and we're just carrying on as though those things are not are not there. So because we've had really high tempo tension for a very long time, when the tempo of the tension comes down, not necessarily because the problems have been solved, but just because the heat of the situation where we we've we're normalizing the risk it almost gives you a sense of feeling things have gotten better but they've just they've not gotten better you have just adjusted to what has become the new normal and it's not something that ordinarily anybody should adjust to so um i get the sense that there is an you know this is a time when we should be praying for things bigger than ourselves and our own problems but the challenge that most of us have in this part of the world self-included is that our daily challenges are so intense that the mental space the emotional appetite and the willingness to even pray for those bigger things most times not there i think also because we have been fed on a diet that makes us think that christianity is a transactional thing we have become very comfortable in that space of i pray only for myself if i look at the bible and the the scriptures new testament and the way you know the apostles teach and jesus preaches i would say god almost expects us to pray for ourselves 20 percent of the time and 80 percent of the time to pray for others to pray for his kingdom you know god's purpose and all of that and the nations but we do, in fact, most people don't even do 80, 20 or the other. Most people don't even pray for other things at all. They, they just don't care. So long as everything is fine with me my, and mine, then, you know, the whole world can be in chaos. I really don't care. I'll look at them from afar. But the funny thing that I observe happening in my own local environment in Nigeria is that you find people who don't believe in God, people who are humanist and really don't believe in Christian values, not all, but many times, but those are the ones who are speaking up those are the ones who take on the burden of society we do find some christians standing as shining lights in that situation but there are very few you know they're not as we're not they're not as obvious as the people who are as let's just say they are few so um, which is why you remember them. You know, I was about to say nobody's doing that. I remember, no, actually, because I even have one of them who is a friend who runs a shelter for 
um, women who are victims of domestic violence, gender-based violence in particular. And, um, you know, and she's a Christian, a very, very strong and powerful Christian. So, and I guess what I'm just trying to say is that I, and I seem to be in this space where I just keep thinking that I need to do more in terms of shining the light of of Christ, you know, in everything that I say or do. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. What being a Christian in today's modern world is like, you know, how do you project Christ in all that you say and all that you do and like I said I I feel quite cheated I feel bad that I'm still learning this at this age and I, because I feel that if I hadn't spent all those years doing my own thing while claiming to be following Christ I, I should know more I should have a clearer view than I do now but I spent so many years just being busy decades actually just being busy in church and following the activities and the programs are not really serving Christ. You know? There's something, you know, there's just something really odd about that this that entire model. And if the way I feel is really right, if if it turns out that I am, you know, this is that it's right, then I there, there's just a lot to be concerned about. There's a lot to be concerned about. And it, this may not be true for everyone, but it, it's my own personal, honest reflection. And I know it's not something that came out of my head. It's something that came from my spirit, from my heart, from my soul. Just that sense of knowing that this is not where I should be. This is not what I should be doing. You're, you're far from the Christ standard. You're far from the gospel standard. And it's... To show how far away I am from it, just knowing that I am away from it is not enough to get me there. The the journey to to come back to the to a Christ-centered life, or even to to grow towards a Christ-centered life, it's a it's a very long one. <laughs> I'm very far from it. So I think what I've just got today is how to be living a Christ-centered life. And I think that's going to be the theme for a number of days. Maybe this is really what I need to focus on. Because I have been living a self-centered life. When I mean self, not myself, but around myself, my family. You know, I've, I've just all I've been doing for a great longer of time. And it's still self-centered because it's things that concern me. But living a Christ-centered life is meaning it means caring about what Christ cares about, doing what Christ would be doing if he was on earth, thinking the way Christ would want me to think, you know, loving what Christ would love and hating what he would hate, you know, liking what he would like, disliking what he would not like, and, you know, doing everything according to the tempo of the Father, the leading of the Father, you know, it's just completely different. And not being driven by, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's unpleasant, even when it's, on, you know, it's not what you want to do, just submitting my life, my, 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 my disposition and everything to the ministry of the Word of God and, you know, to God and make, giving Him preeminence over everything in my life and recognizing that my life, is just a tool in the hands of the Lord. And that the only reason why I'm here on earth is because of him, not because of me. It takes a complete mindset shift. It's a complete mindset shift.
And the sad thing I have to say is that this teaching is not reinforced in most churches. When you go to, you listen to sermons on Sundays, it's all about your natural life on earth. It's it's talking about how God will help you solve your problems. It's not talking about how Christ will use you to change the world. And why this is dangerous is because it gets us into the kind of situation where we are in Nigeria, where you have millions of Christians, people who claim to be Christians, and who are Christians, they believe in Christ, born again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking, yet the country is as corrupt, as evil, as immoral, as you can imagine. Christians do not make a difference when they go into government. They cannot make, they can't influence anything. Rather, they blend in, they compromise. Christians do not make a difference in the marketplace. They are undifferentiated. You know, they are unable to confront or overcome evil. Rather, they are overcome by evil. In fact, sometimes they are even the initiator of evil, even in the workplace. And we call ourselves Christians. So, there is something fundamentally wrong with the way we are practicing this faith. You know, that, that it's a, this is a big realization for me. There's something wrong. The practice of the faith. We, we are okay with the whole salvation gospel message. There's no problem there. We, we got it right there. But in the practice, the spiritual formation, and we got it right before. It's not like we were always like this. In the early born again days, charismatic movement, we got it right. But something shifted. And what happened was we got bedazzled by the the things in the world. It's the classic case. Jesus said, love not the world, nor the things that are in the world. Anybody that has the love of the world in me cannot have the love of the Father. It is true. The agendas are contradictory. And that's what we, we, we love the things of the world too much. The accolades, the buildings, the money, the riches, the wealth, the social status, the houses, the lands, the achievements. We love it. And it is killing us. It's killing out the power of the church. It's causing us, it's making us, we've lost power. We've lost so much power. Spiritual power. While chasing after earthly things, earthly good and worldly aspirations. Nobody can raise the <laughs> nobody can raise the dead. Before in Nigeria, Christians in Nigeria were able to raise the dead easily. Of course, not every dead person, you know what I mean. But we were doing Lazarus type miracles. Now it's, it's those things are not as commonplace as they used to be. I'll just leave it at that. I, I won't say more than this. So I, I think my personal thinking now is the bible talks about every man walking his own um walking walking out his own salvation with fear and trembling i think we're very much in that kind of space now um in that kind of space where we all have to take individual responsibility for our own salvation and not think that i mean be, by all means be active in your faith community as the spirit leads you but i think we have to go over and beyond now because that centering is not taking place where ordinarily it should be taking place. So we all need to center ourselves in the word of God while doing all what we are doing. And if people are not pointing you out as a Christian 
and a lover of God and a light in the midst of the darkness of this current age. You are not, I think that's enough feedback. If you are not hearing that people are calling you a Christian and a light and a positive influence in your community, in your workplace, in your family, in your environment, in your nation, or, you know, in whatever space where you're active, I think that's enough feedback for me and for you that there's a way to go. And that's why I know that I still have a long way to go because I can't say I'm getting that feedback in the sort of way that I think I should, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's just an honest assessment. So there's still a lot of the world in me. There's still a lot of loving the world in me, that the, the things that I need to let go of, way of thinking that I need to, you know, set aside. I am still not a vessel of honor prepared for the master's use. There's a whole lot more molding that needs to take place. There's a lot of turning away that I need to do. There's a lot of turning to that needs to happen. There's a lot of separation, consecration. There's just a lot that needs to happen before I can get to that space. But it's, the good thing is that God will work with me where I am, which is as he's already doing, you know, even through this podcast, which was a major thing for me. <laughs> Believe it or not, it was really major for me to do this. I, I couldn't, I was like, how would I, you know, I just, I'm a very, a very private person. I just felt, why would I, you know, it was just really tough. But, you know, God got me over my my discomfort you know and you know now i'm so glad that i i I was able to overcome that so there's a whole lot more that i believe that he would allow me to do i'm very uncomfortable about a lot of things because i was you know i've just been by nature and by nurture i am a very very private secluded introverted stay in your lane kind of person so and the gospel doesn't Living a Christ-centered life, you can't stay in your own lane. You know what I'm saying? God really takes you out. You know, <laughs> you know, there's a lane. It really does take you out. So, you know, it's 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 a process. It's a process. So, but anyway, let's just leave it at that. I think I'm going to be musing on this point for a very long time because I think this is where God wants me to be. So He's taking me through the whole soul experience which happened in 2020 when I was ravaged and all that emotional. By last year, it was all about understanding how to believe God even in the middle of a trial and now I think he's moving me to that space where I'm now like being more aware of what it means to live a gospel-centered and a Christ-centered life and it was really my seminary experience that brought that to the fore for me so I'm really really thankful to God for that and I like this place where I am now spiritually Um, there's still a whole lot more for me to do one of the things I need to do to get a New Testament Bible is small New Testament Bible that I can just carry about really, really small and tiny. Probably that's something I need to do. So I can just start reading the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Finished. I read Acts to Revelations last um, quarter on my Bible seminary program. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to start Genesis to Songs of Solomon, which I really am not looking forward to because there are lots of really, really heavy text, heavy chapters and, well, things that I don't understand but anyways but the gospels i think i just i want to read that on my own personal time because i had a lot of time this spread i didn't plan it well so i haven't really read scriptures now that i'm in between school but um i'm missing the bible now but i i i I won't start with a fresh bible so anyway um thank you very much for listening and i pray that the lord will continue to amplify his word in our lives and help us to get to a place where we begin to 
crave for him and long for him and that he makes it easier for us to serve him in the way that he needs to be served thank you very much holy spirit thank you lord for being there and for loving us all i i pray that your hand of mercy will stand and rest upon every heart and every life that is listening at this moment and by extension the families and the nations and communities that they are connected to and that your peace and your joy will not depart from them and you will cause them to experience you anew with life enriched and with a, a, a peace that passes all understanding in jesus mighty name amen and every storm in their lives you will calm it down you will soothe it you will bring comfort you will bring hope you will restore you will recreate you will heal and you will save for in jesus name we have prayed amen and amen thank you very much for listening god bless you stay lifted and have a wonderful day in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ amen <music>